What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and today I'm here with first-time guest, John Robinson. He's my great friend, he's my bass teacher, and he is just an awesome, great dude. I really enjoy talking to him every time that we we kind of go over what he did at Central while we were both there, and then what he's been up to since then. Go follow him on Instagram. He's working on some projects right now, and I know he's going to have some awesome stuff coming out. So go follow him and, and stay tuned for that. At Funky Ginger John, I think uh, I'll put a link for it in the description. There's some underscores in there and some other things. So I'll uh, I'll drop it so you can go follow him for sure. And he's on SoundCloud too. He has some awesome stuff on SoundCloud. Uh, so go check that out. And if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram... That would be sick. That would be sick, dude. Follow the podcast, dude, so you can see what I'm talking about while you're listening, dude. Yeah, follow the podcast on Instagram. I'm getting there, pod. And if you could also subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening right now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Audible, I don't know, you don't know, we don't know. Subscribe, though. <laughs> and uh, if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could please leave a review for the show as well. And while you're listening, go to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom, and then there's this option to leave a number of stars to rate the show. And we hope that, I mean, we as in me, Hope that you give the show five stars. I really do. I keep saying, I almost keep saying we because I'm used to doing other stuff for other podcasts, but um, it's this is this is me. It's just me. Well, it's not just me, but right now it is me. But it is me when it's not the guests. That's what I, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and for the real ones, for the real, true ones, if you really want to support this show and you want to help me help you, if you want to help me make it better so that it could help you, because that's the goal, is to hear us talk and then be like, dude, that's a good point, dude. I'm going to take that point and I'm going to plot in my life. That's what we want. Or that's what I want. I keep saying we, but it's me. It's just me. Um, people are going to think that I'm not okay but I am it's just me Uh, yeah but you could donate to the podcast uh, by hitting that tip jar link hitting that tip jar link in the description below and donating the lowest donation starts out at a dollar and I got some private content I made some private extra special episodes of just me some solo but I'm going in on the solos no one knows because they haven't heard them yet but go subscribe and you'll find out dude uh but yeah i got some private content up there too some solo episodes dollar a month you can listen to me i post one a month and then i also put up sets old sets or new ones depending uh i'm just kind of throwing up some audio recordings of open mics so you can hear me do some comedy and you can listen to me rant if you want to rant and do that. But you probably hear 
to listen to John and I've been talking for almost five minutes now, which is just this is the longest intro ever. I'm so sorry. I I don't even have ads. So you're like, oh, we get it. We get it, dude. You want us to to stay tuned for more stuff. And I'm that. Yes. But here is the episode with John. so excited to talk to you because like we you are my bass teacher you are the one that introduced me to playing bass and Dude, like, that's how we that's how we met and you changed honestly you've changed like my whole every like my life dude, dude. it's not, I'm not it's not even bullshit like you and I became friends right at the tail end of living together in uh in our college town together and i think i had kind of known you also just through brayden and Mm -hmm. uh and other people like you were just kind of around and you were like a mysterious like we would we i remember like hanging with you a couple times at like parties and being like this dude's cool peter's there yeah we would just sit and talk and it would always be chill and we would always be like yeah we would just be like smoking weed together we would just be like just like saying shit and like smiling and just being like, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, like, sums it all up. Like I, I like wanted to. I think it's because I was surrounded by so many musicians in college. I just like I was like I want to like I want to play something. Like it was just like such a because everybody's so good and I was just like ah, oh, it just looks like. It was just so much fun to be around, and it was just so, like, I was, like, drawn to it, you know? And Yeah. Uh, like, I remember, dude, I was just, like, so bored of music schools. Everybody was so competitive, you know? And I was, like, just, like, too, you know, I was I was graduated, kind of, and uh, I was just kind of, like, at my wit's end with it all. And, you know, and uh, I remember all of a sudden I got this Facebook message from you. Like you said, like Brayden, I think more went to school with my sister, so I like kind of knew him. Mm-hmm. And you had lived with them, and we were all existed around the same people, so I kind of like knew. Doesn't like, yeah. that we knew of each other, you know. But then yeah. like you sent me this e- this email just saying like, "Hey man, it just you know just introducing yourself, saying you want to play the bass, and it's like I'll pay you whatever your going rate is or whatnot." And I remember thinking like, "Damn, like I've sent this to so many people in my life, I've never got this back before." So it was like kind of cool, you know. Yeah, it was also fun. We're all interested in the same things, so like, it doesn't have to even be like a formal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we just like hang out, sit on the couch, smoke weed, and play bass. Yeah, dude. And <laughs> my my roommate at the time had this bass. It was like this pink four string bass, and I remember bringing it over. <laughs> I forgot about that. I remember bringing it over to oh your apartment, gosh. and you're like, "What's up, dude?" And you're like, "We should probably smoke some weed first. And I was like, "Okay." And then we smoked weed, and then I took my the bass out, and it was, it was pink. And you're like, no way! And you went and got your bass, and you're like, my bass is pink too. 
and it, just built it. Yeah, and then we it was like sick, like pink bases. We were just like right away. It was awesome. Like it, it, yeah. it and so I think that I think that kind of helped. And then like also I was so curious and so interested, and I think like definitely smoke. Like you should definitely smoke weed before you uh, play an instrument with somebody that's teaching you how to play it. I think that's like yeah. how you should have to learn. Not as a, like a young person, but they're like if you're if you're like of like age and you're like trying to pick up um, an instrument and somebody's gonna teach you, they should be a pothead because it's like way easier. It like like it was way just like there was like way less like I felt like it it was just I felt like I was able to grasp things about it so much so much quicker than. I might have if I was, like, not in like a relaxed headspace, you know, because it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing to take on, man. Like playing an mm-hmm. instrument. Like you, yeah, you introduced me not only to, you introduced me not only to playing it, but you introduced me to like, you're like, check out this guy, look at this guy, look at like, you showed me like Jocko Pistorius, and I was like, what is this? And we watched videos of him, and I'm like. Like it, it, like it was like, it was like mind blowing. Like it was like if you don't know who Jaco Pistorius is, and then you see him and you listen to him and you watch him, you're like, what the? F-? Well, like, <clears throat> also it's like, uh, sorry, I just moved my microphone. The sounds different, um, but um, it was funny because I had all this deep stuff to show you that I'd found in my recent years, but then on the flip side, you were like check out this blink baseline. Yeah. And I was like, Oh shit, I forgot about that. Like I used to love this, you know? <laughs> so I don't know, it was fun. Cause we were both in like such different places, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but you'd always be like blink or like Metallica. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> well, how do I do it's fun? It's just different. I'm like, how do I do this? And you're like, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh yeah, I'll show you, I can show you how to do that. And you start playing, you like, I show you it and you start playing it. And I'm like, dude, yeah. And like, and you're like, <laughs> It's yeah, because it's not it's a different thing, you know, than than what you were into. But yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, because yeah, <clears throat> I was just yeah, I was like blown away by like you had that you had that fretless acoustic bass. Oh yeah, that's like so sick, one. dude. John's bass eye. is so sick. Like- you do you, you got to take a picture of it. I want to like post it on. I sold that one, oh, but I have a picture. If you of have it. a picture of it, you gotta send it to me. Mm-hmm. I want to like, because yep. it's so sick, and I like, you like, dude, it's just fretless is so weird too. Like I didn't even understand that concept. Yeah, so I was just talking about bass right now, but I I like, uh, John, like went to to you played. Did you play like you played in uh, the the orchestra and the and the you played in like jazz stuff too, right? Well, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I like didn't really formally play music ever, um, but I was I kind of just funneled in the school co- college like a lot of high schoolers did, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna play my bass, but I only played electric bass. And uh, so getting into music school, we had to. They said that we had to learn a. Um, well, I think it was like a sonata. And so I had played like one quarter in the local high school's after school community uh, orchestra. And we had played a box, like a, it wasn't a sonata, it was some kind of, but we had played a Bach piece that had that word in the name of the piece. 
And so I was like, sweet, I'll just play this. But it was just the bass part of the piece. And like they wanted the bass to play like the melody. I had like a big concert piece. Uh-huh. But I just walked into music school with a bass part. Just playing like the same note over and over, like for like a minute and a half straight, dude. Nice. <laughs> um, but I like had never played upright bass before, but they let me in. Um, I guess I was okay. I, like it wasn't the worst, but I like scraped into the last vocal jazz band in the last chair and orchestra. They all, you know, I barely made it, and I, I feel like they were nice to let me in. But um, by the end of it, I played in all the jazz bands and vocal jazz groups and all the Hell groups yeah. through college and the orchestra did a lot in that and improved a lot. Um, it was, it was a lot. It was, it was a, it was a big time of rapid development. Um, you know, it was a really fun, like, I don't know if I'll ever play in a symphony quite like that again, you know? Yeah. And that, that, that's okay. But that was like a beautiful time of my life. And, uh, dude, the gripes I, and all I have with modern institution, I went to I a ton of it. the, uh, concerts and stuff like and like the central music program as a whole is like so awesome mm-hmm. like you guys like all of you guys like there's some people probably right listening right now like all of you guys are like i used to get so, i used to get so like just ripped and then go listen to <laughs> you guys play like uh la mer and um what was the other you guys played. Well, there was um, beautiful. I watched. Um, there's so many things I can't even name them all because I like. I honestly, some of them I don't know the names of, but so, like yeah. I <clears throat> know that there was a couple times too where like, I think it was with Braden playing in the uh, mm-hmm. in the wind ensemble, right? Yeah, he sounded very nice. What? I said he sounded very very nice all the time. Well, the what was the dude? The who's the dude that came through? What was his name again? Like, uh, was it Meslinka? Oh name? yeah, I forgot about that. Was the wind band, the wind ensemble? I was a bass player. We didn't do that shit. Stop. I'm I'm just thinking about like I rem- I'm just thinking. I remember him giving like these speeches before like the like movements and stuff. Yeah, and, like describing That's cool. what like he. And like his meditation and how he came through, and I, I was like, I ate an edible before. I ate like and I don't remember what the dose was, and I, it was like a full. It was like a full rice crispy that somebody had made and gave to me, and I ate the whole thing. And then I went, and I remember just being, I remember like taking in when he's saying like, okay, and like thinking about that through, and then like just, I would like start to stare at like the acoustic, and like, and then I would just start like, dude, I don't. I was just I would just be out of my mind high all of them but they were so great because I also learned so much about like classical music and there's I like some of those pieces I like have and I'll listen to like time and again like uh, and go back to and like appreciate it like for like I did it for like four years it was like a long time to like really and I took a well you live with music students the whole time so you were pretty close to it yeah and like they'd show me like certain like why certain parts are cool, like, mm-hmm. um, and I think you did that too with a lot of stuff. You would show me like why certain things are cool, like what he's mm-hmm. like. This is what he's doing right there, like, and he's trying to do this with the other, like, with like the drums or like the, and I would be like, what? Like, how is he thinking about that? And you're like, 
don't know. That's <laughs> cool. <laughs> You're just like, I mean, you know, that's just, that's that's just what he does, and you're like, whoa, yeah. like that's the stuff, the cool stuff about music, dude. Is is uh, is like learning how it all works together. Like, well, I think part part of it too is it's also subjective, you know. Regardless of how much theory or rules people say there is, it's like it's just, it's music is music, you know. Um, it's just what moves you, what grooves you. And so it's like, it's cool. I think when we started hanging out together, I think it was cool how we were both down to just like listen to what the other person was really feeling, you know? Um, and I don't know. I, th- I think that, I think like uh, a lot these days, a lot of the problem with all of us is that we're like polarized. There's like people on one side or another and people don't want to like just stop and listen, you know, um, yeah. for one reason or another. And it's like, I think just that's a way to kind of improve things like that in, in, in your life, whether it's music or art or anything, just like to stop and just find a friend that's passionate about something and just let, let them talk about why, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, you know, you'll learn something. It'll make them feel good to express that to somebody else, you know, expressing anything human to hu- hu- human is awesome, you know, yeah. but I don't know that that's like music is a really cool way to do that. There's lots of cool stuff. To, and like people, you know, you could listen, I mean, we do listen to the same song for decades over and over and over. And then a young guy could listen to a song and like say something to an old guy. I've listened to the song a thousand times and offer a new perspective. And like, that's amazing. You know, it's like, the music's just a way to bring, him. yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's just really a way to bring people together. You know, it's mm-hmm. a way that musicians kind of preserve them, like make a legacy for themselves. Just, I think it's kind of, kind of cool, you know, um, especially as a musician playing, it's like, I feel like, you know, like humans aren't really capable of any uh, purely original thought. So it's like everything that I play and I express on my bass is like compounded from things I've transcribed or learned from other musicians um, in the past, whether they're alive or dead. And like when I play that, it's a cool way to like for their soul to kind of come here. Yeah. It's almost like you're channeling and like that person in a way, you know, um, so I don't know. It's like music is very special. It's like not. It's a. It's a gift. You know. It's not. It's not. It's not our own. And I can't claim it as my own because it was given to me by people that did it before me. So it's a kind of a cool way to enter that human chain. You know. Uh huh. Um, and appreciate everything that came before you. Well, and, yeah. Like one of the one of the coolest things about learning to play with you was like we would. Like for me, it was like when we we'd like we would like go through some stuff, and then it would be like towards the <coughs> end, and you'd be like, "Let's try to jam on this thing." Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, "You just play this thing." You would like show me the baseline. He's like, "You just play this, and like this is the beat." And then mm-hmm. I would just play that, and then you would play stuff over it, and I would just keep trying to focus on playing the bass beat, and then you would be like, "Okay, now you try to do, like you try to play over the bass beat," and I would be like, "What?" And like that, that was just like kind of like, like what are you talking about? Like how do you? And you're like, yeah, just here's the scale. Yeah. Play within that scale, and try to just like, think of like a, something that would sound good over what mm-hmm. I'm playing, and <laughs> it's like crazy how simple it is, but it also isn't. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was something that I think you and Brayden and other people have shown me through like stuff with music 
and like yeah. just wherever you're like you know like trying to yeah it's just like there was like times where we were really high like Braden and I and we'd be sitting there and um he would like try to have me like play his trumpet mm-hmm. and uh he was like eventually I could like yeah, we would just like start by like just trying to get the you know the buzz which is such a crazy like that's the thing once you understand what people are doing with all these instruments it like changes your mm-hmm. perspective on every mm-hmm. changes your perspective on all of it, it like makes yeah, you go whoa sure. dude it makes you look at music in like a whole different way and kind of what you talked about too about how it was simpler than it need than it you know or is more simple than you thought it needed to be or whatever you said um simple that kind of it's made like me... simple but it's not simple i, I don't know i was like saying it's like simpler you, than you can always be. make it simple yeah um but one of my favorite ways to teach people how to uh kind of like jam and play because um to learn scales and stuff is one thing you know arpeggios and stuff but to learn to jam with other humans have your music kind of like move and breathe is a whole different thing um and uh, my mom started learning how to play the bass. And I just got to do this with her, which was really fun. But uh, it's like, just take, put less tools in the toolbox, you know? Um, and so, like, just start with one note and just groove on. It's like, mm-hmm. and somebody else can jam on top of that. And just doing that and feeling that is one of the coolest parts of the whole jammy experience. And then, you know, make add a second note in there, and third note, and fourth note. And then uh, by the time you're writing four notes, you can make actual riffs with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, just like, it was, that was just a really cool, like, I just, like, I guess it just, like, opened my eyes to, like, looking at the way to look at songs if you're trying to learn them. Like, yeah, for uh, sure. That, like, helped a, a lot. Like, it's just, like, trying to hear it as, like, trying to hear where they're going instead of like looking at like the tabs or whatever you know and just being like okay trying to put your just trying to like hear the the back and forth between everything Mm -hmm. and it makes you just appreciate other music more i think like the more you look at it Mm -hmm. like i said yeah like and it's just (coughs) it's just so cool dude and i'm glad that you know we got to like that was like a cool thing to do right before I got them. I moved out of out of town, and then I actually got to go. And you hooked me up with your bass teacher uh, back uh, back home when I moved. Who who was that? Osama. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I love him. I gave he, he gave my mom some bass lessons too. Nice. Yeah, I went and took. <laughs> I think I went and took just like a couple of bass lessons from him before I moved because the timing was just like yeah. weird. But uh, it was cool because he showed me some stuff and like also pointed me in a, you know in, in another direction and kind of gave me some things to look at and uh it was just it was cool to just be like I want to learn how to do this and then have like the people yeah. that are helping you be like really responsive and and like you know point you in this direction and I was just like mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was just like playing whole songs all, like almost all the way through like just I was like whoa mm, that's like cool. Um, and I still like, I'm looking into getting, uh, a four string, like actually, so I can, 
because I've been just playing stuff with a pick on what I have, but mm-hmm. um, it just doesn't have that sound and also that fifth string. It's just, I just don't, I just, it's just not for me. I, I don't know. I just, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still find cool your though. instrument. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's been playing, hmm. playing music is, uh, is really cool. And I'm glad that, um, glad I got to know some people that like really actually fucking can play some, <coughs> can play some cool stuff. Are you still playing? Yeah. Your bass? Yeah, I've been playing. Um, I've been trying to learn more, uh, just like metal that's with like that's like picked, like. Okay. And so cool. I've just been trying to because that's just like what I, I just love yeah. that sound so much. You've like, always been the metal dude. Yeah, and I've always been a metal dude, and like thrash metal with like that, just that like gnarly bass tone is just, I don't. That's just like my favorite shit. Man, I remember back in high school, and that's like what we were all doing. We'd go. Do you remember Frontier Park in Graham? Yeah. So like on the weekends, we'd get somebody with an adult voice to like call and rent one of the barns in the back, and like reserve like a birthday. And then I just bring my sound system. We did this specifically this one time where I just brought my sound system, and like we like seventy kids show show up. And then we're just playing all like our like met our like our punk bands and like our metal bands. There's like a circle pit nice. happening. And I just remember this one kid just gets punched in, like just falls in the middle of the pit. And I was like, oh my gosh, is he dead? <laughs> and then uh yeah, we just did that. Do you wanna see a bass I just got? Yes, show me it, dude. Okay. One second. I didn't just get this bass, but it's the newest bass I got. But uh, it's called Space Bass. Have you seen this Yo, one yet? I think you might have shown me this one. That's so cool. Yeah, I, was looking. Working, I was working at a music store, and this guy walked in and tried to sell it to me for two grand. And I was like, no, I'm good. And then he walks in the next weekend, second time I've ever seen this guy in my life. He says, You know, John, I like you. I want to give you the bass. And I said, No, I don't. I don't. I can't buy that right now. He says, No, no, no. You can. You can have it. And he had taken all the pickups and like the hardware off to sell it. I was like, I'll just buy that. How much? I just gave him cash for that and then just put it all back together. Nice. And then, uh, well, he said he wanted to give me the base, but when I bought the parts, he was like, I'll put it back together. And so I had to, and so he was like, come pick it up from my house. But it was like this really weird, like it's kind of weird vibe <laughs> where he's like, there's just something like that was a little bit strange. Um, but, uh, he was like, Hey John, you got to come to my house this weekend before, like on Saturday before six o'clock to get it because I'm going into surgery on my back and I might die. And if I die, my fam, my fa- my family's not going to let you have this base and I want you to have this base. So you got to come get, get it. <laughs> and he left me like a couple of voice. I think he called me twice or something like that. And I got off work and just checked that. <laughs> and I just had to decide. I was like, "Is this worth dying for?" Um, but it turns <laughs> out <laughs> he had like a. It wasn't a volcano. It was another vapor. The plenty vaporizer. He showed me that thing. Whoa. We just sat there and just roasted so many bowls. 
Yeah. I don't know, but he just smoked me out all night long and then gave wow. me this bass. And I was like, that was it. And he has to go to surgery. And he survived, dude. I think he's still alive. I got to check in on him. <laughs> but, but, dude. Dude, that's such an awesome story, dude. And, like, if, if he, he really fucking it, wanted you to have this bass, man. I, dude, and, and it's not just the bass that came with this. It took a lot to make this bass. And, like, if you've played before, you know that an open string and a closed string kind of sound different. But he wanted to make them sound the same, so he, like, carved this, like, custom uh, nickel nut out of a block of nickel to match the frets. But he was just smoking weed in front of his computer and just filing this block of nickel away. And his computer just, like, sucked up all the dust and just, it's, like, fried his whole computer. So, dude, I got his, I got his bass. I got his computer. Shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you got some That's of cool his weed, though. dude. You just like, dude. Yeah. You just came up on this, this guy's like. That's such a sick bass, dude. Yeah, dude. It's, it's a like a. Nice yeah, that's so like the the paint in the back too. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like uh, it's uh, it's Carino wood, and uh, a maple neck. And then uh, he he got a, a vi- like a vinyl wrap of the um, Carina Nebula from the Hubble telescope, and he wrapped it across the base and sprayed a clear coat on and kind of did the sunbursty things, Whoa. black fade. And then uh, and then there's the Cat's Eye Nebula on the headstock that he did the same thing. So it was like <laughs> it's like kind of crazy. He just gave it to me. I was like, wow, he's just a most random dude. I never met him. Yeah. I actually haven't even seen him since, to be honest with you, I don't think. Dude, what does this mean? I don't know. Is it like... Are you just supposed to go... You're supposed to, like... You're supposed to... You know what you're supposed to do now, John? Give you my pink base. No. You have to... <laughs> you have to go... You have to sign up to be one of the first people to go to Mars. And then okay. you have to take this bass with you to Mars. And you have to dude, be, be the cool. first person to play the bass on Mars, dude. And it's the space bass. Oh, shit. I see what you're saying now. I wonder if anyone's ever considered that yet. Dude. And then you would be playing songs and you would be on another planet. Can you even think? Dude. Dude. Maybe I should give it to you and you could do it. No. I'm pretty busy right no, now. No, dude, I'm not going. But this is a good idea. <laughs> maybe lo- maybe this is what he thought and he gave it to you. And then now you have to decide if it's for you or you have to, like, donate it for science. I'll donate it for science. If somebody's going to Mars and wants to play the bass, dude, they can take the Dude, maybe bass. that's what needs to happen. Maybe, maybe I'm not saying yeah. you should give it up, but, like, if somebody really is, like, I'll go to Mars and I will take the bass and I will play. No, that, maybe that's the purpose of this podcast, is that if there's literally an astronaut listening to this, <laughs> hit me up and I will give you this bass to take to space. <laughs> to play the bass in space. Yeah. <laughs> on Find Mars, on dude. And Booth will link my Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Tag. <laughs> oh man, we, that's so funny. Uh, dude. Yeah. Dude, dude, do you remember? Uh, 
thought what you were going to say. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, like a shot in the dark here. I have no idea where you're going with this. Uh, <laughs> it could be so many things happening. Well, not only... That's what I was going to kind of transition into. Not only did, you know, John and I... Uh, Whatever you out, say, it depends on if my mom listens to this or not. Not only did John and I uh, hang out and play the bass and smoke together, we also worked together. Oh, and yeah. I've talked about this with another person who was on this podcast a few episodes ago with Drew, who also worked with Medak? John. Yeah. Oh, I love Drew. Drew was on, and... Uh, Drew and I were talking about Taco Del Mar because, and I, I mentioned that it was the busiest Taco Del Mar in the world, and I kind of was saying it while I was laughing, so I think people thought it was a fucking joke. And no, I'm here to state that it's not a fucking joke, okay? It's the goddamn it busiest Taco Del Mar in the entire world. Literally, we worked at the busiest Taco Del Mar in the entire fucking world, and that's not a joke. And there were stores in like Canada or something. It has so it a surfboard plaque in the store. Biz, most sales. All Dude, time. Straight up. Most sales. Straight up. Busiest Nine months one. out of the year. Nine months out of the year. So you can't. Why one during peak? Can't tell me. Can't tell me. It's yeah. It's crazy. I but remember working. The only thing that beat the that beat the sales at the Ellensburg Taco Del Mar was the Hawaii Taco Del Mar during peak season. So hey, that's crazy. Crazy. That's the gorge, dude. Power of the gorge. Which dude, I... do you just remember how there'd be the three-day festival weekends? And at first, people would come by on, like, Monday and, like, super cute in all their clothes. And they'd be such dicks. And then on, like, su- Sunday, they'd just be, like, completely fried. Yeah, dude. Be, like, grumpy <laughs> as shit and still dicks. <laughs> that is the one. Yeah, we were talking We were talking about the different waves of people. Um, Drew and I, like, the... Like the uh, like the the country music festival and the raves and the uh, watershed, the, like, the black the Black Sabbath and something else and then like the um like the summer jam or I think or what it dude I, don't know. I got a story I was just thinking about the other day me and my uh, friend Micah did you ever know Micah my roommate yeah he came and hung okay. out I think one time yeah. Yeah, so he worked at Del Mar um, a while before, and uh, we were working one weekend night together. It was like a Saturday night, right? And then a giant ass black two, like the it was this like two two this and tour bus rolls up, huge windows, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this whole like group of really cool dudes, all with different accents, walk off the bus, and they walk and they walk into the store. We're like, we know they're in a band, and there's the gorge because it was a huge weekend. We just got into huge rushes the day before. And so we're talking to him, and uh, we're we're. I was like, "What? What's your band name?" And they tell me, "I was like, cool." And I go to the back and I look it up, and it's Robert Plant's band. And I was like, "Damn, what if he's in the tour bus right now?" And so we had just made like a whole batch of uh, those cookies, you know, those like Otis Spunkmeyer cookies that were so good. Uh-huh. And I wrapped up like the whole batch and just like walked out with them all in my hands was like do you guys want some cookies and they're like are they magic and i was like i wish and they're like sure and i was like just make sure to give one to to a robert plant and they're like sounds good man and i gave him all those cookies so i think maybe i gave robert plant a cookie wow that's a pretty yeah. good story i hope Thanks. it's true 
That'd be so That's sick, where it dude. is. That would be so sick, dude. Yeah, dude. What if he but was just, nice What if he thought that they were really good and he like wanted another one? I, I think I gave him a lot. You remember how big a bat? No, but was? I'm saying like, what if he? What if there was only a few left by the time they got to him? And then he was like, "Man, these cookies are good." I, I want. Like, can you imagine but, being? Can you imagine like, just being like, "I don't have enough cookies for Robert Plant." Man, I think I gave like six guys like two dozen cookies. So I hope That's, he got more yeah, than one. I hope he got more than one. <laughs> yeah. What Although I mean, after getting, working there, what if he was just getting down, dude, and had like six of them, just like. That's like just me on a regular weekend at Taco Del Mar. <laughs> There's a video of you that I want to like find and link somehow to this this episode. If you're okay with it, oh, <laughs> and yeah. it's you smacking food on someone's hand at work. Which one? <laughs> there was Which like one? <laughs> There's like Dea with a nacho slap. Yeah, and that's then the like best the best one. part. The best part is is that when a person is like making their own food for lunch, they like. Like with nachos, for example, you like place each chip perfectly, so like you got all the surface show- showing there's no overlap because you don't want a dry chip, you know. And you sprinkle the cheese perfectly and thickly, and like the sour cream, you just like go to town with that and the guacamole. I don't know why and it's so, so funny because like, it's it's so funny because it's so absurd. Like you would never think that someone would ever do that to you. Well, well, well. So little Dia is just like she's. I just watch her fit like finishing this. I'm like I'm like. Hey, D, do you want to take a selfie with me? And she's like, sure. And I like, I see like Chris recording, like, boom! Yeah. <laughs> it's just the best. It, it actually just show, showed up on my one, on my year ago today, whatever, like a couple days ago. Okay. I can find that for you. Yeah, it's so funny. The more you watch it, because it just loops. <laughs> or the one with, or the one with Drew, actually, where I the smacked the quesadilla. Drew, the quesadilla is good. We should reference the both videos, because they're so funny. And on... And on Facebook, it loops it, and I want to make <laughs> yeah. a, a, a beat with it, where it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just make, like, a cool funk song or something to it. Yeah, it was so... That's copyrighted, uh, by the way. Nobody take that yeah. shit from me. Oh, so... The videos are so good, yeah. Because it was just... I saw it happen more than once, and mm-hmm. it's hap- you did it to me one time, and uh, it was, like, the first time, I think. And I think I kind of, I was like kind of upset, and then I think you saw me get kind of upset, and you're like, oh, I, like I, I can't do it to Michael again, because <laughs> I was like legitimately like, because I know how you, dude, it is like, <laughs> it is like you do take the time to like make your food for yourself. It's like and you, you do, have, and it is more than I'm not gonna lie, you like spend a little extra, <laughs> you make it just right. <laughs> You're like, John, look at this thing I took the time to make just right for myself. And you're like, cool, dude. Bam. And, like, the thing is, is that if you want the other person, if you want the other person to be okay with it, you have to hit it so hard that it really splats. Like, like it has to be, like, hilarious. If you just ruin their food, Uh, it's not good enough. The good thing is you would always help, like, clean it up and, like, oh, man. You would, like... I just remember... I remember when I quit, you sent me a video of Patrick just squeezing a dude's burrito, and he was just so mad. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Cause it, it was like oh, the, that's, that's the tradition lived you. on, dude. It, that's awesome. It's, it's a just horrible like tradition. horrible <laughs> tradition that you should not do. This. 
don't think friends. it's like... It was, we were all, it was only to, like, people that we were friends with. I wouldn't, I mean, it was not... There was some people at work that you would definitely not do that to. Like... I don't think it's like that anymore. The last time I went like there, that. there are these girls working, and I was like, and Jim was there, and I was like, dude, do you guys know that there's a pot shop right across the parking lot now and Jim's completely cool with you smoking on the <laughs> clock and Jim and Jim's like get out get out get out get out <laughs> uh, he's the coolest boss dude like I think yeah. there was days where it was just me you and him and it was like those are the best Hey, also, I have to say this in case anybody thinks I'm a dick for slapping. Like, like that thinks it's just so rude and awful. Um, there's one girl where she made a, a like a taco or something with lots of sour cream. It looked delicious. And I hit it. And, man, it made the best. It, like, turned completely upside down when it hit the floor. It just made a perfect splat <laughs> into the sound. It was just incredible. And now she's my, and now she's my girlfriend. So... <laughs> There you go, dude. <laughs> Positive story. She actually hates. <laughs> she actually hates it when I tell that story. I think. <laughs> I think it still hurts her a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, Audrey. Love you. She might listen. Maybe we'll oh, see. Man. She'll know. That's so. This funny. is how I'll know if she listened or not. Oh, that's so funny, dude. Oh my god. <sighs> <sighs> Wow. Or there's a vi- there's a video I I had a few when I would, um, with Drew also because he was the most fun one to scare. Oh, scaring but, uh, people! Hide yeah, the regi- <laughs> would hide, like, hide behind the register, and so people would like walk in and be like, "Hey guys, just turn the corner to clock in," and you just pop out like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Scaring people. Some people don't like it, and some people. I mean, no one likes it. Let's just be. <laughs> but I don't know why it's so. I don't know why it's so funny, and it's just something that, like, I did it to my, like, siblings as a kid a lot, and, like... Were you an older brother? Yeah. And so, like, I would, like, (laughs) jump out and scare, like, my, like, mom and stuff sometimes, too, and uh, at, like, like, a job that I had, we would do it sometimes, and it's just, I don't know why it's, (laughs) dude, I don't know why... (laughs) I don't know why it's so funny. And it's just, I don't, there's no harm meant by it, but it's just like, it's like, it's like a, and it's only the people that are like, they're not, I don't know how to explain like the right person to scare. Like, yeah. just jump out and be like, ah! Like, and just like, it's just a, like, you find the, you find like some people that don't, they like think it's kind of funny too. And then, I don't know. Everybody needs a good scare from time to time. That's all I'm saying. Like, my girlfriend and I, occasionally we hide around the cor- corner and scare each other, you know? Get your hand out of my face. Sorry, I had to adjust the light. It was <laughs> shining really bright. It's okay. Dude, I've been messing. I've made a pop filter out of, like, a lamp and this rainbow cloth I used to get high with in, col- in a college. Nice. I've been fucking with that all show. Working with what I got, you know, obviously a natural podcaster. <laughs> I mean, it, do you sound good on my end? So I think we're, I think it'll be fine. Like we've been, cool. wow, we've been going, I didn't realize we've been going for, been going for um, quite some time already. That's pretty cool. Uh, how do you, how do you see? I can't see. I'm just seeing it on my, uh, oh, my computer. interface. Yeah. 
I have two computers working right now. Dude, sure look at you, dude. At You're deep in it. You're deep in the sauce right now. You're just you're a podcaster. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've actually been working on my production set, like my uh, set, my setup a lot. Nice. My roommate and I, we like combined all of our gear. And over quarantine, we just like started recording all of our own stuff, which has been fun. Dude, that's you know, like cool. he's at, we have our own projects and stuff, but uh, it's been fun. Um, and then uh, there was a cool there was a cool moment when you. That was like random. You like, uh, you were playing your, with your band at the time, I think, and you came down uh, and stayed at my apartment for like. One oh night. yeah, yeah, that was fun. It was like random, yeah, and, uh, like meetup. You were like, "What's up, dude?" And like crashed my place for a night, and then, uh, and then you guys were on your way again. But it was cool to like hang for like a little bit and smoke some weed yeah. for a sec and just be like, "Dude," and then just like go crash out. Yeah. You, you know, my favorite story from that night um, was, like, I was touring with my band, and I was smoking, like, a little bit of weed, and they thought that I was smoking so much weed. And so then when I come and hang out with you, we actually smoke weed, and there's, like, holy shit, John, you know? <laughs> and I was like, you know? But we were doing bong rips, yeah. and then Jordan, oh, the drummer... Dude. He just wanted to hang, dude, and he totally was. But I, after like three or four like real bong rips, I like hand it to him. He just goes for it again. I was like, "Wait a second! Like he hasn't smoked weed like barely at all this whole time." And like I talked to him again like days after that, dude. He was like just ruined. He was like, "I was just trying to hang." Oh damn, that's cool. <laughs> so man. I just have mad mad respect for him for that. That night. is, dude. That that does take some level of. I've done that before. That takes some level of like holding yourself together like you got to really because it's if you don't if you're not used to it and then you like try to try to like do the same size like and reciprocate it back and you're like Mm -hmm. all right you're you just can't really try to talk you're like uh or how about that time i finished the my europe and russia trip and I had been gone for like six weeks, and I'd just gotten Hold back. Hold on, you home. have to tell. You can't just say it, say it like that. You have to explain your trip a little bit more, because that was yeah, that was a sick. That was also sick. That was like right before you like. That was right before we uh, like got like. I think I moved and stuff too, right? That was like you were kind of leaving for that trip. I yeah, I had just graduated, and, and me and my friend Vince blew all of our life savings on our. We went to like uh, through Northern Europe. Uh, Scandinavia, and then crossed over into Saint Pete, Saint Petersburg, and then over to Moscow into the Trans-Siberian, and then went all the way to the Far East Coast, and then flew Seoul, and then went to a Dodgers game in L.A., which is crazy. So you basically, right back you here. guys went around the world pretty much. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I figured that out because we were uh, uh, we had a theory professor that was just like. One of the most amazing musicians still I've ever met in my life, Dr. Y- YAB. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like f- took and failed several of her classes and retook them, and I got through all of them. I graduated all the classes with her, and I'm really proud of that. But she was really difficult. And so by the by the end, after I passed, then she liked me. But at the end, uh, at my friend Vince's last class, he asked her if there's anywhere in the world I should go, where should I go? And she said, St. Saint- Petersburg. And uh, so me and him were planning the trip together, 
and uh, he was like, well, like, we decided to make that the pinnacle of our trip. Uh-huh. Um, go with like the Hermitage and stuff and see all the cool stuff, all the Russian history and all that. Um, so we had learned about, about it in school a bunch. Um, and then uh, once we got there, we were looking at tickets to go back across Europe which costs so much, but then the train across Russia, like seven, 6,200 miles of rail or something like that was like 200 bucks per person. We're like, Oh, easy choice. But we did like third class, which we didn't realize was for like migrant workers and military that are usually going short distances, not like across the whole country. Uh So it's like, you're in like a car with like 70 people and there's like one outlet at each side of the train that are turned off for most of the day. And then, like, you can't open the windows at all. And so, it's, like, in, like, Siberia is, like, 100 degrees in the summer, you know? Yeah. And so, it's just, like, kind of like a prison train. Like, when you see, like, the World War II films, like, the people sticking their heads and arms out the windows. Like, there's, like, windows at the far end of the train that would open up probably, like, 12 inches, 14 inches. Just enough for you to get your, like, head and the upper, like, arms out. Mm-hmm. You just, like, hang out there to feel the fresh air. Damn. There's, like, nine days of that. But it was, you know, I would do it again maybe in first class. Yeah. But it, it was a cool part of the world. I was, I was really, I was really thankful to get to go see. Yeah, I remember uh, when you got back, you uh, told me about like there was like, I think you were, it was like a D'Angelo album. You were just like listening to on repeat in the train. Oh my gosh! Well, so we didn't bring any card games or like anything to ride on or like any like we just assumed there'd be Wi-Fi on the train. But there's not. And even if there was, there are nicer trains that have Wi-Fi. But unless you have, a, like, this on the government cert, on, like, the go, on the go, government-controlled services like that, if you don't have a Russian-issued phone, you can't get into the Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. So if a tourist, like, no luck. Um, at least maybe there's a way to do it if you speak Russian, but we definitely didn't. So we're, like, we're just trying to stay on the train and not, you know, and, like, you know make it to point a to point b successfully because we didn't know what we would do if we got stuck in between yeah um but so there's like nine days where we're just sitting on a train and there's like no wi-fi and i had my uh old school ipod my ipod classic with like a uh no 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 no. i didn't no no i had my phone my iphone i just got my iphone and uh spotify the only two saved out album albums i had was a, a dn was the um, d'angelo the uh, voodoo record thank god i had that um which and i had that one and i had this weird fishbone record <laughs> which i still don't understand after going through siberia <laughs> I to it. over and over i still don't get it <laughs> but um the d'angelo voodoo record became like my like musical groove like bible um i just listened to those songs like over and over all day long and it never got old it got pretty spiritual after a while like uh those songs that whole record is amazing it's the vibe between all the musicians is like incredible and like reading the stories about it like they you know De- like um d'angelo i think tracked a lot of it himself and produced a lot of it himself and uh and it, it sounds like they just jammed for like weeks beforehand just to get the vibe right before they even started to track and like I don't know. It's like what a privilege to get to play in such like an amazing group. Like that must have been a you know like a mate. It's so cool to be in the studio and make these rec make make these songs that people listen to for like years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And that just made me think that when I make music, I want to I want to make something that lasts. You know, I don't want to make like any kind of like pollution. You know, I don't know. It's like if it just people listen to it once and 
throw it away. It's disposable, you know. And I don't want to make music like that. I want to make something that, like, you know, is timeless like that. You know, that, like, as time goes on, it just keeps affecting people differently. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I also had the Prince biography. Good book. <laughs> yeah, that's all I had on the whole train ride. So Nice. <laughs> Good things to keep you... Uh, keep make the time go by yeah it's better than like I, I mean i can imagine what would be like what would be like the worst like album to have if you had only had one album to listen on the train what would have been the worst one oh like the one you've been like seriously this is what i'm stuck with like if you were to open your spotify and you're like this is all i have downloaded are you kidding me what would be like the what would be like the last album you would expect to be like fuck this is all i have <laughs> that's kind of how i felt about that fishbone record except there's the one song properties of propaganda and uh that song was really cool <laughs> and there's still a section that i can't figure out that i just listened to over and over and i was like whoa how are they doing that <laughs> the rest of that album i remember just being like this is what i down how i hit download <laughs> <laughs> but i appreciate it because it did make me think a lot and like you know if like i wasn't listening to those two records me and vince like you'd get off on like a stand in like the middle of siberia and here's a here's an interesting thing is that um the train dates back to like the soviets and stuff Mm -hmm. and traditionally if the train would get to the east or the west coast late like late at all like not on time then the conductor was jailed and so the russian train is not late like it waits for no for no one if you're not like and uh, there's a huge list of stops, and it's all in Russian. And so you can't read anything. But then there's, like, these, like, numbers. Like, like this stop is two minutes long. This stop is 12 minutes long. This is a 163-minute long stop. Here's a three-minute long stop. And, like, you just got to, like, I would just remember. I was like, okay, that was, like, three minutes or so. That was, like, 15 minutes or so. And I'm like, okay, we must be here. And then, like, we're like, all right, Vince, we have five minutes. We got to get food. And then you like run off. They're like they're like these weird little concrete platforms in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then like you just run in and be like, just point to something and just give them this like monopoly looking money that you're just not used to counting and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, you get back on the train, like you know, you'd end up with like you know pretzel sticks. And then me and Vince would sit there for like three hundred, three hundred, like three hundred, three hundred, like three hundred, three hundred and fifty miles or so, just like seeing how many different ways we could eat pretzel sticks to like fill our time <laughs> but like dude i can put yeah. one in my nose and then hopefully it slides down to my dude, lips and i can try to catch it <laughs> but yeah it was it wasn't a it wasn't like a glamorous trip at all were the pretzel sticks like were they like the big ones or were they like the small ones no the ones that we got um were like like thin little and little ones like this tall. Ah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they still have those in Russia. Just the thin, yeah. the thin ones. I was thinking yeah, of like dude. the big. What are those ones where it's like a pretzel, but there's something inside? Um, I was just eating those peanut butter ones. What are they you know, called? Those little those little ones. Yeah. The ones I had are called peanut, but. Butter nut nug nuggets, I think, which is why I bought them. Oh, okay, and that's like pretzel on the outside. Pretzel's so interesting, dude. Yeah. When you think about it, yeah, yeah. Like, what about like is there's is pretzel like a specific type of dough? 
Uh, it must be. Cause it's like different. It's gotta be. It's just like a like some people hate like some people hate pretzels, but some people love pretzels. Mm. Like pretzels are like cool. a snack where it's like you gotta like the salty. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't always spring for the pretzel snacks, but occasionally I get that craving. You know. Yeah. Like just the other day, I did. I got the peanut butter pretzel nuggets, whatever. Um. But those pretzels are so different from the big, unless you get a regular, like, big pretzel. Mm, like the bready ones? Yeah. They're kind of different oh, than those. That sounds the, good. Yeah, those are, that, that's different. The pretzel I'll with the cheese? I'll eat 10 of those a day. Dude, like, at a bar, if they have, like, a good pretzel with, like, the beer, like, if they have, like, a beer cheese pretzel thing, dude, dude forget about it. I will eat Can I tell it. you about when I worked in Leavenworth at the Munchen House? I started there. When I, that was actually the job I got when I came back from that big trip. And I started as a professional bun toaster. And my job, full time, all week long, oh, was to get the like the friends, like the hot dog buns. And the trick is, is that they can't be cold. They got to be a little bit warm. And you squeeze the hinge where that opens up, and then you open it up and then release, and then it's like perfect. And I put it on his toaster, and I did that, dude, full time. Five days a week. <laughs> you were just toasting then, buns? You were just Dude, I was toasting. just toasting buns, and occasionally I would make a pretzel. Wow. But uh, we, we got, had these huge boxes of just dozens and dozens and dozens of pretzels. And we got, be- it's like Beecher's G's cheese, like, I think it was like Gouda sauce. Yeah. Like a Gouda pretzel sauce, like by like the, you know, can. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh my God. So good. I don't know how many pretzels I ate that year. They're so good. And it's like, dude. with like a beer, dude? dude like i could be well, i could be at any i could be at anything i could be at any event or any place and you're like here's a beer and here's some here's this pretzel thing and it's got this cheese sauce too i'd be like okay uh, uh, yeah this is it I'm, I'm i'm hanging out i'm having a good time dude can i can i give you a gift okay listen if you ever come back here to this state, I am going to soon, actually. Leavenworth, if you ever find yourself there, okay, go to the Munchen House, get a big Bob Bratwurst with one line of the jal- of the jalapeno jelly sauce, okay. one line of the apricot ginger mustard, Whoa. and then get a pretzel with two cheeses. It's the best meal you'll get in town, Whoa. dude. It's incredible. I'm telling you, it's just like that's Love the only food sick. place I've ever worked at where I didn't get sick of the food. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got sick of the Taco Del Mar food pretty quick, actually. Yep, me too. I made a Crunchwrap Supreme one time out of the. Remember that? Yeah, I never made the Crunchwrap. That dude, looked really cool. I did it with when like the that. steak. It was so fire. Dude. I, the tortillas good. there were huge, and then I took like a. A hard shell taco shell that's like the already pre-made, you know, like the crunchy mm-hmm. taco from Taco Bell. I took that, and you, know, you just cracked it in half. And then that was the <laughs> hard shell that sat in the middle, like on a yeah. crunch wrap. And then I just Yum. folded the tortilla. The tortilla was big enough to, like, fold it around that. I think I had to put a small tortilla inside, too, to, like, make sure it was sealed all the way. Yeah. I remember it would be it would get thick. Yeah, it would get thick, dude. I can't believe I would dude. eat that, dude. Yeah. It's so gnarly. 
I I remember with the crunch wrap, it was a Paradiso weekend, I think. And this one kid walks up just high as shit. And he just walks up and is like, hey, dude, do you think you could make like a crunch wrap? And I remember I was just like pissed. And I was like, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like, like, just watched me make one probably like before. Dude, I, was like, like, I was like, I was like, we got like a 45 minute line right now. I'm making you a goddamn crunch wrap. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we would get some crazy burrito requests. Dude, what was the what was the grossest one? Um, I mean, not even gross. I would just like have people make like the saddest burritos you've ever seen. <laughs> like no, like they don't even want to eat food. Like they don't want like they don't like anything on there. I don't know what it is. They're just like all right. I want a chicken burrito. You're like, okay. Yeah. Like, do you want guacamole or sour cream? No. Do you want beans? No. Rice? No. Chicken? Okay. Cheese? Okay. Okay, that's it. <laughs> like, I had the people that would just get, like, the chicken, and they would get, like, cheese on it. And you'd roll it up, and you'd be like, Dude. Yep. You're, paying, you're paying the same amount as, and if you were to, you could get a awesome burrito that would be like not huge like that place is kind of known for them being like some people would come in and get like mm-hmm. it would be like a challenge like that was that's like kind of what i didn't like it that was like one downside about it that i was kind of like this is kind of annoying is people that would come in and be like a smile on their face and they're like <laughs> i'm gonna make you make me the biggest burrito that i can possibly order right now and i'm gonna like smile at you as you try to roll it and it was just in the beginning before I got good at it, I would struggle with like, I'd have to be like, Hey John, can you, I would just, I would get it down to the end and I'd be like, John, you're going to have to roll this one, dude. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we're pretty good at that though. I, yeah. I'm still pretty good at rolling a burrito. Yeah. That's the one thing about that. I can, I, I can still impress my friends, you know, it's such a fucking easy thing. <laughs> Dude, I, I just remember, like, I was ta- with my friend Mike. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I was just like, dude, it's so easy. Dude, with my friend Micah, when he worked there, um, we had, do you remember, do you, um, remember that, ye- that yellow get wet shirt? Yes. It was like a yellow shirt and huge blue print on the front. just get wet, which is referencing, like, put enchilada yeah, sauce on top I've of the Yeah, I've said this to some other people on the podcast. They didn't really believe me that there was No, dude, stri- I still have the shirt, dude. <laughs> it's amazing. I'll, <laughs> dude, I'll never you get rid of You have to take a picture shirt. of you wearing it, and that's what's going to be the picture of you that goes on the episode dude, post. For sure. <laughs> dude, and, um, yeah, so, um, but Micah would just be wearing that shirt, and Pemper <laughs> would pass the burritos down. And he would be at like the middle of the line there, and he just just straight like cold face, just no expression, just look up. Whether it's like a dude, like like girl or a dude or you know anyone else, mm-hmm. he would just look at them straight in the face and be like, "Would you like to get wet for a dollar and twenty five cents extra?" <laughs> it was just like the worst thing. And I just remember that's what we would do all day long just to survive at that job, you know. <laughs> Like, that's just what, that, like, I just remember being so angry at that job, you know? Like, yeah. God bless all my friends still working at restaurants. That shit's hard. Yeah. You don't get paid enough. Well, sometimes. Do you remember the, were you there for the day the lady was using her glasses to point at the food? 
and oh, she no. was reaching over this, reaching over the sneeze guard with her glasses in her fucking hands, she's and she's going that right there, that one right there, and she's doing this with her fucking oh, glasses, no. and then her glasses fall into the <laughs> fucking food. They fall into the cheese bin, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> And so I pick up her fucking glasses and we have to, we have to throw away. And she's looking at us. She goes, why are you guys throwing that away? And I, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you just watched, you just dropped. Do we don't, when's the last time you washed your fucking glasses? You've been touching them with your hands all day. I don't know what you've been touching with your hands. You just come into the place and you're yelling at that, that, that. And it's like, dude, you're just like you're horrible. Uh, you're absolutely horrible, dude. It almost just like stresses me out again just thinking about it. Yeah, dude. Like, oh my god. That's like the pinnacle of like. Uh, that's like a story I love to tell because it's just like, dude. Fucking. I just pointing with your glass. I, like, put your glasses on so you can see what the fuck you're ordering, dude. Like, holy yeah. shit. I just can't believe how hard we work those weekends, and. I would just take my tips and go buy weed with it every time. I would just blow it on weed, and I would just get high. (laughs) I just remember, like, depending on who's at work, either he's, like, roasting a bowl in your truck or in, like, the walk-in fridge, whatever, you know? Just, like, we're just doing that all day long and then still just kicking ass and running that little restaurant. Damn, dude. Well, it was so... The food was all... Proud of us college kids. Yeah, it was nice because the food was just, like variations of the same thing which made it a little it made it like easy to learn to do but yeah it was one of my favorite things was tenderizing the meat in the back i feel like that's like that's where you got all your stress out of from all these people is you get to go in the back and you're like do we gotta tenderize some meat yeah i'm like dude give me these fucking mallets and i would just sit there and beat this meat yeah i would just just hitting it for like a good half hour, and then I would be like, "Dude, I'm I'm good to go now. Like I'm I can yeah. I, I can go home." Like, <laughs> yeah, and like usually I feel like I feel like I don't know, just like being like a bigger dude made that job a little bit easier. Just having like I don't know, it's like nobody else wanted to, but I didn't mind it. So I just sit in the back all day, just like yeah, yeah. Well, it was definitely like know. a way to just to like I looked at it as like these customers are fucking so like motherfuckers like i was just like hitting these <laughs> i would literally just like and just play like beats in my head and just like jam because <laughs> we have like the two mall- mallets it's like you're playing drums yeah, you know for sure giant ass meat drum yeah the yeah. meat drum Dude, yeah do you want to hear about something awesome speaking of meat in my jobs okay but again when i worked at the moonshine house on wednesdays we do the bratwurst like bo- um boil because uh, there's so many people, you like boil, you like boil them and cook and cook them first, uh-huh. and then you cool them again. And when the customers come through, you throw them on the grill and cook them to temperature, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. all like safe. But every Wednesday, we'd boil like I think it was like 700, like I don't know. Sometimes we got to 2,000 bratwurst once a week. <laughs> then my job was either like sometimes you get to be on the pots that boil them in like these different stations, but usually on Wednesdays I'd be sitting. You throw them in these ice baths and you gotta squeeze 14 bratwurst in like a gallon Ziploc bag. There's like a very specific way you have to do, do it. So you get really good at just like handling all the bratwurst. 
and dude, just stuffing bag after bag after bag all day. So each week I'll be like, what am I getting this week? I'll listen to like the salt and pepper, just like the, uh, the whole discography. Sweet. What am I going to do today? I'm going to start listening to the Snoop Dogg anthology. You know, I just like, <laughs> I just started like just having the crate, like the craziest listening days and just shoving bratwurst in the bags all day long. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I love tasks like that where you're just like, they set you up and you're like, this is what you're doing. You're like, all right. And you just have like, it's just a, you're not really bothered much. I imagine like those are like the best kind of, uh, of tasks and jobs like that, dude. Yeah. Like I, uh, I remember when I was working at, um, at Red Robin and one of the jobs is just to put the burgers on the plates and put the, uh-huh. the fries next to it and then put the plate in the window. And like, I got really good at that. Cause I just memorized like where everything goes and everything looks. And then it was yeah. just like, you know, and then I would start like, um, like, yeah, you just get like, I, uh, I started like to just get like in that rhythm, like you're talking, like not necessarily, I wasn't listening to anything, but I would just be in a rhythm and kind of like zone out and kind of just like, mm-hmm. just like, Flo- all right. And then state. like, what time is it? And you're like, it's been four hours. You're like, I've been standing here for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> I would have time. I would seriously have times like that where I would like, we've been here for four hours. And like, yeah, dinner was crazy, huh? I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's already, I'm like, and so I, they became a joke at the job. I used to say it. I used to say it's eight o'clock all the time. Cause people, cause people look at the clock. Like it became like a thing. I would just start always saying, yo dude, it's eight o'clock. Can't believe it. And they'd be like, what, what? And like, <laughs> cause you, they, you, you'd get just like in that zone. Like you're, like you're talking about where it's just like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of do your thing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, this has been yeah. a fun, uh, a fun conversation, bro. Um, dude, it has been, uh, I want to like, I want to give you like a chance right now. Like if you like all the stuff you're like, like musically or anything you're like working on, you want to like promote right now. You can like shout out your your Instagram Dude. or uh, all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, um, all I'm doing with my life right now, uh, all quarantine, I've been working on um, a lot of original music. I have commissioned a friend of mine, Sean, who's doing a little podcast called who needs puppets. And I commissioned a puppet of myself, which he made like this badass puppet. Nice. And, uh, he's going to be in the music vid, like all like the videos and stuff. Um, so I've been working on that's awesome. kind of writing that and recording the music for that. And, uh, it's been a really fun project. Um, I started my own business. I'm a general contractor. Yes. Yeah, John, the, John, the builder LLC. Dude. Whoa. If you're in John's area, hit him up. I'll install a door for you. Doors, floors, trim, decks, and fences. Come at me. Um, but dude, <laughs> I it's can make like that. I, God. dude, <laughs> yeah, I, I got so much more than I bargained for starting my own business. But it's been a crazy adventure this past year. That's awesome. Been doing dude. it for like nine months now, and it's I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm not really hireable anymore at this point. I got to keep going with it. Yeah. <laughs> all my money is in it. So it's, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's been crazy learning business and all that. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. Dude. That's, that's all I'm doing, man. 
I, I just thought about uh, you were one of the last people I saw before I moved here. Mm-hmm. I remember like that, the actually. Be- the night before I left, you came to my house and we got blazed and you were just like, dude, you're moving to California. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember you. I think I was like helping you move boxes out of your room. Like We were like literally there like like minutes before you left, I feel like. We? I think you might have came by right before I left just to like in the I think in the morning or something you came by again just to like yeah to like help me load up and stuff which was dope yeah sorry plug it like oh no, you're good um, it's about to die you're good but yeah it was dude that was that was cool that was, and that was a crazy drive and a crazy experience but now I'm, now I'm here now we're doing this dude yeah I, I don't know. Yeah, I would love to, to come hang out in California again. The last time was way too brief. Yeah, you should. Uh, it would be awesome to... I'm, been, I'm like right by Monterey, so we could go like mm-hmm. hang out in Monterey and go... I would kind of maybe give it a bit until stuff is kind of opening up a little more because it's still kind yeah. of... You're still in the kind of that weird space right now, but... Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, I think hopefully soon. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to link up. Yeah, this yeah. has been a great. This has been great. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me on. It's fun to talk. <laughs>